welcome to the Linglestown Life Podcast. Today's message is a first in our new series called Walking with Jesus. In his sermon, Pastor George shares about how becoming a disciple means that we internalize the words, imitate the ways, and partner in the work of Jesus. This message was first preached on October 3rd, 2021 at the Linglestown Life Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. the Linglestown Life podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. Well, Jesus invites people every day to walk with him. Jesus invites people to literally get up and start walking with him because that's ultimately what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, to choose daily to not only hear the words of Jesus, but to adopt the ways of Jesus and to walk with Jesus in the work that Jesus is doing in us and through us in the world. But you know, Jesus isn't the only one who is seeking disciples. Jesus isn't the only person in this world who is seeking disciples. I mean, there are voices out there constantly inviting you to follow them. We hear those voices in conversations. We hear them on the radio. We hear them on television. We read them on social media, uh, in, in other things that we read. And at times, there is such a cacophony of voices that we have a hard time actually hearing one clear voice over all the noise. But here's the important thing I want you to remember today. Whatever voice we choose to listen to, when we choose to walk in the way that that voice is leading us, we are choosing to be the disciple of that voice. Now, let's get practical about that. Some of you are disciples of Fox News. Some of you are disciples of CNN. Some of you are disciples of Disney. Some of you are disciples of the Buffalo Bills. Some of you are disciples of the Nittany Lions. Okay? Some of your kids and your grandkids are disciples of Ryan. And if you don't know who Ryan is, well, ask, ask a little kid. They'll tell you who Ryan is. Some of you are disciples of your kids. A disciple is someone who hears the words and chooses to walk in the way that that voice is leading. So before you choose to call yourself a disciple of Jesus this morning, I want you to ask yourself a question. Whose voice am I following? Really? Whose voice am I following? Really? Throughout this series, we're going to learn to hear the voice of Jesus in in every aspect of our daily life. 
and then as we hear the voice of Jesus, to daily walk with him in a way that transforms not only our lives, but ultimately transforms the lives of other people as well. Now, if you open your Bible and start reading through the Gospels, through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, we get to hear the everyday accounts uh, of these people who literally chose to walk daily with Jesus. And one of the things I want you to understand about the fact that they walked with Jesus was that they did not become disciples by sitting in a church or a synagogue or a classroom. They learned by walking with Jesus. They learned that being a disciple of Jesus happens in the everyday experiences of life. You see, the men and women who were Jesus' disciples learned from him as they walked daily with him, as they, as they encountered situations and people. And, and the reason for that is because we learn, we learn when we apply what we're hearing and learning to everyday life. Now, with apologies to the math teachers out there, how many of you use algebra every day? Okay. I, I read an article this week that tells me that I use algebra every day. Okay. But I don't give my life every day to solving for X. I, I don't even remember how to solve for X. But, uh, you know... You, I never learned a lot of algebraic equations. I had to take algebra several times to pass the course. Um, but, uh, but for me, I kept always asking the question, when will I ever use this? Some of you said the same thing. Um, I had to take it so many times that I finally figured out maybe someday I will use this. But you see, just as we struggle to understand algebraic equations, okay, because we didn't see how it applied to our everyday life, the reality is, for most of us, we don't learn something unless we apply it to our everyday life. And being a disciple of Jesus is about more than knowing information. It's about the transformation which occurs in us as we experience everyday life. Uh, just take a moment and, and go back and reflect upon that list of, of disciple makers that I mentioned earlier. And if you look at that list that I mentioned, you can see some of the ill effects that have transformed people and much of our culture. Because you see, being a disciple is about more than just knowing information. It's about the transformation which occurs in us. Now, that's why Jesus invited people to follow him. Because Jesus knew that we learn best when we have to apply the information that we're taking in on a daily experience. See, Jesus was using the, the rabbinical model of his day for teacher. 
a, a rabbi, a teacher, would oftentimes walk around looking for the best of the best. Someone who the rabbi believed could, could learn what was being taught and who in turn could teach others the words and the ways and the work of the rabbi. So Jesus sort of used the same formula except for the fact that Jesus didn't call the best of the best. Jesus just called any ordinary person who was willing to follow. And I want you to remember something about these ordinary, everyday, uneducated people that walked with Jesus every day for three years. I, I, I thought about trying to figure this out. This is a nice gesture back to my math folks for a moment. Uh, if you spent three years with Jesus, 24 hours a day, that's 26,000 hours. 26,000 hours, Matthew and, and Mark and Luke and people like that, uh, all spent with Jesus. And the interesting thing to me is that after 26,000 hours of walking with Jesus, they still had more to learn. Now, follow this equation for a moment. If you spend two hours on a Sunday that means that you spend 104 hours a year with Jesus. Do you know how many years it will take you to equal 26,000 hours? I did the math for you. 250 years. 250 years. So I guess what that means to me is that being a disciple of Jesus is going to take more than two hours on a Sunday. See, what Jesus knew and what we need to remind ourselves of daily is that disciples are forged or formed in the forge of everyday life. I mean, think about it this way. We know up here what Jesus says about forgiveness. But you see, we aren't transformed, we aren't changed into forgiving people until we have to apply it to the person who has hurt us that we have to forgive. We may learn about generosity from Jesus, but until we are called to truly be generous, we don't experience transformation. And we may learn about love. We may have it all up here. We may know what love is. But until we are called to love an enemy, we haven't been transformed. I like the way Paul expressed it when he was writing to the Corinthian church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, he said, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have, anybody know? Yeah. If I don't have love, if I don't have this practical application of love, what's he say? I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. It's a pretty good picture if you ask me. What happens when all we have is knowledge and not transformation? So following Jesus, being a disciple of Jesus, is going to happen in the everyday experiences of life. And what we're going to focus on 
each week in this series are, are three principles that define who a disciple of Jesus is. And here they are. A, a disciple of Jesus internalizes the words of Jesus. A, a disciple of Jesus imitates the ways of Jesus. And a disciple of Jesus partners in the work of Jesus. Okay? You got that down? That's on your sermon outline. You can take that home. Let me give you a, just a real brief overview of those three thoughts this morning. So a disciple of Jesus internalizes the words of Jesus. You see, this is about more than knowing what Jesus said. This is literally burying the words of Jesus deep in our hearts and minds so that they eventually bear fruit in our lives, the kind of fruit that will nourish the lives of other people. So this isn't a matter of memorizing Scripture. Great thing to do, to memorize the Scripture. But it's knowing the word and how it transforms our lives that is the key. It's what Jesus was getting at in the Sermon on the Mount. Remember Jesus kept saying this? He said, you've heard that it was said. In other words, you've heard the words. But I tell you. And Jesus gave practical application about how you take the words and put them into action. And so what does Jesus say at the end of the Sermon on, on the Mount? He, he gives this little parable. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine, and then what? And puts them into practice. Okay, This, Jesus says, is a wise person. Okay? This is a wise person, Jesus says, a, a wise man who built his house on the rock. So it's not enough as a disciple of Jesus to just be able to, to quote Scripture if you don't live Scripture. As we oftentimes say, wisdom is the right application of knowledge. So a disciple of Jesus doesn't just know the words of Jesus. They have internalized the words that they know so that they know how to apply them to everyday life. And a disciple of Jesus imitates the ways of Jesus. Uh, I think the very best way to describe this is to go back to the story of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. You know, after, after everybody rushed into the room, ran past the, the basin and towel to, to wash feet, Jesus literally washes his disciples' feet. Even the feet of the man who is going to betray him in just a few moments. And what does Jesus say to the disciples? He says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. You have to imitate the same thing that I'm doing. And as disciples of Jesus who internalize this word, we then have to in turn imitate the ways of Jesus. Sadly, today, we, we live in a society where a lot of people profess to be disciples of Jesus, but they are miserable at imitating the ways of Jesus. I mean, think about this. 
when you imitate the ways of Jesus, you will be living a radical lifestyle. Radical in contrast to what much of what today's culture is all about. Because, listen, what did Jesus do? Jesus served the least, the last, and the lost. Most of us just pushed them aside. Jesus loved his enemies. Most of us would rather just cut them off at the knees. Jesus was comfortable around people that the rest of society held at arm's length. And Jesus welcomed them to the table. See, what was it that set the early disciples apart in a world that was so contrary to the ways of Jesus is that the first disciples of Jesus are, are noted for the fact that they would go out and find the sick that were left to die in the elements and then they would bring them in, they would practice hospitality, they would care for them whether that was caring for them to bring them back to life or caring for them until they passed away. They learned how to practice the ways of Jesus and everybody looked at them and said, what are you doing that for? Why do you care for people like that? And they would have just simply said, because that's what Jesus did. We're imitating what Jesus did. And as we imitate, what we then do is that we partner in the work of Jesus. And so, so because a, a disciple of Jesus has internalized the words and they are imitating the ways of Jesus, they naturally choose to partner in the work of Jesus. Again, think about this. Jesus is talking to the disciples after he's washed their feet. He's getting ready to go to the cross. They're beginning to recognize that suddenly they're going to have to apply everything that he has taught them for 26,000 hours. And what does he say to them? In John 14, 12, in the New Living Translation, it says this, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And then, then Jesus sort of puts the cherry on top, and he says this, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. Folks, to me, that, that's a powerful reminder that we, you and I, all of us as disciples of Jesus are called to the work of Jesus. And what I'm learning more and more every day is that the work of Jesus is to bring shalom, to bring peace into every life, every situation, every opportunity that we find ourselves in. Remember at the beginning of the, the Sermon on the Mount, there are those things that we call the Beatitudes. And Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Because what are peacemakers called? They're called the, the children of God. Disciples are known as peacemakers because that's the work of Jesus. Uh, 
shalom for Jesus is wrapped up in, in the statement that he gives to begin his ministry that we find uh, in Luke chapter 4 and verses 18 and 19. It's these words that Jesus quotes from the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 61. He begins his ministry and his work by saying this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now let's get real practical here for a moment. If we're going to do the work of Jesus, we're going to spend time with the poor, the prisoner, the blind, and the oppressed. And if we're not, I guess we're not doing the work of Jesus. And that should challenge each and every one of us. Because you see, the work of Jesus that we partner with him in is a work that is spiritual, it is physical, it is social, and our calling as disciples is to bring shalom into each and every one of these, these dimensions of life, ours and the lives of others. Being a disciple of Jesus means that we recognize daily the opportunity to be peacemakers, to be shalom bringers right into the lives of the people that we meet. It's not just a spiritual blessing, but it's physical health, it's emotional and social blessings which transform the lives of people. So back to our key verse for this series. Jesus says to, the, to those who would, who would follow after him, come follow me. Come learn with me in the everyday ordinary activities of life. And when you do, you will begin to internalize the words that Jesus speaks. You will begin to imitate the ways of Jesus' life, and you will partner in the work that Jesus is doing and is going to continue to do each and every day of your life. And that is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Lord Jesus, as we hear these words today, we are cut to the quick. We are reminded that we have, we have not been transformed, but we have only been informed. We have chosen to walk in our own ways rather than to walk in ways that imitate you. And we have chosen our own work rather than partnering in the work that your spirit is doing in our world today. And so, Lord, we pray for your grace. Grace that will call us and empower us to internalize your words to imitate your ways, and to partner in your work. Because, Lord, we know that you are calling us to be your disciples. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are choosing through the power of your Spirit to walk with us daily. 
in every area of our life. <coughs> Not only for our benefit, Lord, but ultimately for the benefit of others. As you seek to use us, Lord, we thank you for that call that you've placed upon our life. And we invite you now to allow us to get up from our seats and to begin to truly follow you. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. joining us on the Lingolstown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you'll leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.lingolstownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others. Thank you.